Eagles Entertainment. Welcome, Eagles, everywhere to the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro. Hope everybody's doing well. Happy holidays to all. And we've got a fun one for you today and this week. I mean, it's a four and nine, four, nine and one football team here, but the Eagles are playing for the playoffs. We're talking playoffs. Yes, we are. Eagles, of course, need to win on Sunday at the Dallas Cowboys. And then they must get some help from the Carolina Panthers. If they can beat the Washington football team, that would give the Eagles an opportunity on the following week, the final weekend of the regular season to beat Washington, reach the playoffs. Of course, we are also taking into account the New York Giants, who would have to lose to either the Ravens or the Cowboys in their last two games. All of that is just fodder. What matters is the Eagles taking care of their own business, and that means beating a Dallas Cowboys team that has won its last two games and is playing pretty good football. We'll hear from Mickey Spagnola from DallasCowboys.com longtime reporter covering that football team and find out just how much better the Cowboys are now with Andy Dalton at quarterback than they were a couple of months ago with Ben DiNucci in prime time at Lincoln Financial Field. Good stuff there. We're also going to hear from Eagles wide receiver Jalen Rager. The number one draft pick for this football team has had an up and down rookie season. Really has shown flashes of why the Eagles selected him Number one in this draft, explosive player, put the football in his hands and good things happen. But he's also missed some time with injuries, so we'll talk about what Rager has learned in his rookie season. I want to do a shout out also to the Eagles' three pro bowlers, center Jason Kelsey, defensive tackle Fletcher Cox, and defensive end Brandon Graham. We're going to celebrate them on Friday in our tailgate edition. And by the way, that tailgate edition is one you won't want to miss. Ray Dinger and I talk about the history of the Eagles-Cowboys rivalry. It just never gets old. It's Cowboys week, and yes, Dallas sucks. So let's start it all off with our weekly one-on-one with head coach Doug Peterson. We welcome you to our weekly one-on-one with head coach Doug Peterson, presented by Wawa. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro. Doug, Merry Christmas week to you. I know it's a busy one for you. I hope everybody's doing well at the Peterson household. Everybody's doing great, Dave. Merry Christmas to you, too, and all our Eagles fans out there. And and uh, this, is, this is an exciting week, one, because it's obviously Christmas week, but uh, again, we get another opportunity to play a great game. Right, against the Dallas Cowboys, the arch rival for every Eagles fan out there. Uh, Doug, last week after Jalen's first start, you listed a couple of things that you had some constructive criticism about. His timing on his drops and the routes, uh, the progression with his eyes and the speed and his reads and progressions, and then coming out of the huddle faster and getting to the line of scrimmage faster. Did you see improvement in those three areas? I, I saw improvement, but but we can we can even improve uh, even more. Um, I, I think that was part of our issues early in the game. Uh, we just our sense of urgency as an offense as, as a whole, uh, something we talked about all last week, and it just didn't um, it didn't it didn't kind of sort of transpire early in the football game. Not until about the second quarter when we kind of cut our traction just a little bit. He did better with his drops. He can continue to work and, and get better there. I thought his decision timing accuracy was uh, was was really good, especially from the pocket. There were a couple of receiver screens and some movement throws that, you know, accuracy uh, could be could be a little bit better. But I thought overall, listen, I'm you know I'm nitpicking just a little bit, but these are the details that that Jalen Jalen wants 
expressed, right? How can I get better as a quarterback? And so these are the things that that we can help him improve uh, and, and and ultimately be a, be a better quarterback. Speaking of getting better for Jalen Hurts, I wonder from the time he was in college and as a thrower to now, uh, all the mechanics that you've worked on, is there a dramatic difference in his mechanics and his throwing motion and his quickness release? Any, any of the things that you and the coaching staff have worked with him on through these many months? Not really. One of the things that you, you try not to do is mess with their uh, their throwing motions or, or you know, too much of their feet. You can, you can improve accuracy with eyes and decision making and timing and things of that nature and and um you got to keep working the timing of your drop with the timing of the concept of the pass play right and and that's where we can continue to improve with Jalen with Carson with Nate that's a big part of you know the passing game is just that just that timing and accuracy and just keep working working his feet getting his feet in the right place but we don't really make a lot of wholesale changes with their uh, with their mechanics, we just want to tweak some things and make sure that they're, you know, getting the ball out on time. If you would, in layman's terms, explain what that means. You're talking so a three-step drop. There's a certain um, movement that you have to have, precision that you have in your footwork versus a five-step drop versus a seven-step drop. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, exactly right. So our quick game timing is always three steps. So we always take everything as if we're under the center. So when we say quick game, that's always your three-step you know, timing progression. So it's usually three, uh, three plant throw or three hitch and a throw. And then if you're doing that from the shotgun, it's really just catch the ball a little bit of a, a bounce or a hesitation. And you make that, you make that delivery. You don't have to take a drop cause you're already, you know, back there. And that's the same with the five step and the seven step. And that all gets married up with the concept of the play or the design of the play. Um, and so that's where, that's where we can continue to, to, to help Jalen and, and grow Jalen as, as a quarterback to, to make sure that those those drops time up with uh, with the concepts that uh, you know we're, we're, we're trying to execute on on any given play. I wondered going into the Cardinals game what it would be like as Arizona tried to maybe take away the perimeter from Jalen and then you and the coaching staff tried to counter that. What was that chess match like for you on Sunday? Yeah, you know, it was it was um, it, it was a lot of fun to be able to do that and, and kind of decipher how they were going to you know, attack us. And they came out with a lot of five-man pressure and, and uh, really kind of keep Jalen in the pocket the best they could, and uh, which which they played a little more man coverage. And they play man coverage anyway, but, you know, uh, which which was kind of a surprise because the week before, New Orleans played man coverage and Jalen was able to escape the pocket and have some big runs. And this week, they played man coverage, but they also rushed five guys. So, they were they were doing both and trying to keep Jalen in the pocket. He still had some success outside the pocket, running and extending plays. And then, you know, the same way in the run game, just you know, marrying up the different run concepts against uh, you know what they uh, what they presented us. And you know, we started again in that second quarter. That's when we started gaining some momentum. You know, with with both the the run game and the pass game, and and then again trying to keep them off balance with some of the play action and movement stuff. And and then our receiver screens really became. Uh, important for us, and we had a huge one there with Quez Watkins, you know, and and Jalen late in the game with our receiver screens. What did you take away otherwise beyond number two from the offensive side of the ball against the Cardinals? Well, you know, uh, we we did have some success running the ball. We could have been a little bit better there uh, running the football, but I thought overall we, we we did some did some good things. I thought the O line 
for the most part, uh, you know, really held up nicely and, and, and you know, gave Jalen some time to throw. I thought the young receivers, you talk about Quez and Jalen, uh, Jalen Rager, uh, Alshon. Alshon had a, had a great matchup with, uh, you know, with one of the best cornerbacks in our league uh, in Patrick Peterson all night, and, and it was fun to watch him go to work there. So I, I thought those guys, Alshon, you know, really stepped up and, and something that uh, Greg Ward played uh, extremely tough and physical. And, and then and then uh, um, Travis had some plays, you know, down the down the stretch. So, you know, something we've challenged and I've challenged our receivers the last couple of weeks to really show up in these games, show up for the quarterback. As we say, be where your feet are, work the top of your route, work the timing with the quarterback. And that was real impressive uh, to see. And, and then again, how those young guys are beginning to uh, sort of emerge. Doug, all of a sudden, this team on both sides of the ball, you're starting a lot of young players. The roster has been stretched beyond its limit. So in the big picture here, what are you learning about young players and where this roster is going and, and what you have now and maybe what you might have for the future? You know, for the most of these young guys, the game's not that big uh, for them. You know, a lot of them have come from big programs themselves. They played in some big games and and so the game is not not as big. I would say the one thing that they're learning, though, is how fast the speed of the game is different from practice, and it's hard to simulate that, as you know, you know, during the week. So they're having to, you know, learn the speed of the game kind of on the fly, and then and then it's hard to simulate a, a, a DeAndre Hopkins in practice, right? I mean, it's hard to, uh, uh, you know, a, a DK Metcalf. It's hard to simulate these guys in practice, and then when they get in the game. They realize just how good and powerful and strong these players can be, um, and so they're learning that. And so it's it's sort of uh, it, it's a crash course, you know, on on just kind of football one hundred and one. But they're showing great improvement. They obviously great enthusiasm. Uh, they they bring uh, that 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 youth movement that uh, sort of you know interjects in your football team and and kind of gives you a little bit of a lift, but. Uh, overall, they've been doing a nice job, and we continue to, to work with them and, and uh, give, them, give them every opportunity to be uh, successful. It's the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday. You played them a couple of months ago. What has changed with their defense? Well, you know, they obviously, you know, got after San Francisco uh, this past weekend and, and, and did some really good things there. I know San Francisco is also a team that has uh, been decimated with injury this season and, and uh, you know, Dallas as well. Uh, but... But they're they're showing improvement too. This 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 defense is tough, especially at home. You know they have a few more people in their uh, in their building than than most teams, so the crowd is it can be a factor a little bit. But you know um, it's it's the Dallas Cowboys, and it's always a it's always a great matchup uh, when we go down there and, and play them, and, and we're excited you know for the opportunity. You are doing such a great job segueing for me because now I want to talk about the Jalens going back to Dallas, their hometowns. Mills has done it before, but Hertz and Rager have not. Is there a challenge going back and seeing your family and maybe playing in front of them for the first time? Well, you know it's going to be exciting for them uh, to be able to do that, obviously, this week and this week being Christmas and, and being around family and and uh, and then, of course, playing, playing you know, down there and uh, it's going to be exciting for them, but you know, I, I think they they both are going to want to want to do well. But at the same time, uh, I'm going to make sure that they stay grounded and stay humble and, and continue to execute the game plan and and just go play and and we'll see what happens. What's the next challenge for Jalen Hurts, Doug? As a quarterback, what is the next step in his progression? Well, I think the biggest thing is just you know how does he bounce back after this loss, right? And this was a, this was a tough, physical, emotional game. Um, you know, and, and we understand too that every game is kind of a playoff atmosphere for us, and 
and uh, we got to treat each week that way. And um, you know how how he responds this week will be uh, will be important. But um, you know I, I don't have any concerns. I know I know the type of uh, person he is, the type of player he is, and he's going to continue to improve and get better. And and uh, not only himself, but he's going to be able to do that with the offense. He's going to be able to challenge the offense that way. And and uh, really bring the guys along. Doug, last one. Um, what have you learned, and what has this team learned? Very difficult situation, changing quarterbacks. It hasn't ripped the team apart. There's been so many stories out there. It could have been nasty. It hasn't been. Why? I, I just I, I just credit the players. I credit the leaders on the team, you know, for keeping everything together. Our, our common goal, you know, is obviously to win each week. And, and um, no matter – I know some teams that, that go through quarterback changes, you know, like – it could be it could split your team, right? It could be 50-50 for for either quarterback. But but our our guys have, have really rallied around both both quarterbacks. Um, you know, we still have an opportunity uh, in front of us that that uh, you know who would have thought that, that we'd still be here with a, with a chance to win, you know, the NFC East. But um, there's there's a lot to play for, and so the guys have really you know rallied around each other and and uh, they're they're committed to the team, and that's that's uh, that's good to see. Doug Peterson, our weekly one-on-one presented by Wawa. Thanks so much for your time, Doug. Happy holidays. Beat the Cowboys and have a great week. All right. Thank you, Dave. Thanks very much to Doug there. Now, let's turn it over to the draft and the young players. And the Eagles are playing a lot of young players on this team right now down the stretch. So many injuries and a chance to really find out what you have for the rest of the regular season here, potentially the playoffs, and then... Moving into 2021, one thing the Eagles believe they certainly have is an explosive Jalen Rager. As a punt returner, absolutely, we saw it in Green Bay with this return for a touchdown. Rager looks up, backs up, takes it at the 26, buffs it, picks it up, starts to run. He's at the 30, 35, 40, 45, midfield, 40. He is at the 30, cuts back at the 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! Jalen Rager! He broke it! He broke it! And we've also seen it from time to time in big plays and looking good as a wide receiver. He is going deep downfield for Jalen Rager, who makes it down at the 21-yard line. (laughs) What a way for the rookie to make his first NFL catch. Anyway, it's been a learning experience for Rager, as we discuss in our exclusive one-on-one. Jalen, describe what a rookie season is like in the NFL. Um, The ups and downs, the length of the season. I mean, is this this everything you expected it would be? Is it as fun as you thought it would be? Like for people who have no idea, what's it like? I'll just say, you know, it's, it's it's a it's a learning experience too because you learn a lot about yourself. You learn a lot about you know the league and you know the different levels. And you know, it's it, it, on the course of a long season, it's a lot of ups and downs. But I feel like it prepares you, you know, to have a long career. Is it um, is a different kind of learning than, than I imagine college football was the the, gr- the grind of college football combined with going to school? How would you compare that to? the grind of being in the NFL where every day you have to be good. I would compare it because, you know, playing football and going to school, you know, that's that's a different type of grind. But, you know, here it's like your school is the time you spend watching film and, you know, learning learning the plays and, you know, focusing in, honing in on your craft. So I wouldn't too much compare it, but, you know, it, it, they're both a grind. And, uh, you know, it's – like I said, it's a lot of learning you do throughout a whole season because it's a lot of it's a lot of things you go through in the course of a long season. Jalen, you said you learn a lot about yourself. What are some of the things that you've 
learned about yourself? Uh, just, you know, I learned a lot about my body and, you know, how to take care of my body and how to have a routine, just watching the, the older guys, the vets around the building, just watching and learning. And then just seeing, you know, other guys on the team with similar skill sets, like, okay, you know, how did, how did guys like, you know, D-Jack and, and, you know, Fletch and all those guys stay around so long, you know, and I, I watch how they take care of their body and, you know, just try to add it to my, to, to my bag. So, it, so you think like nutrition and training, that's some of the biggest, areas that that young players learn what to learn how to do take care of the bodies learn the right things to eat like has your has your diet improved considerably since you got to the nfl um my diet hasn't been bad like ever so i wouldn't say it just improved but it has gotten better like you know just like i said just learning learning different things like about like just you know just being in the weight room you learn okay how to do certain lifts and what's the purpose of the lift and then like recovery shakes, taking, you know, uh, vitamins and everything. Like you just learn so much so you can do better. Jalen, are you, are you pleased with the way you've come along as a football player for the first 14 games? Do you feel like you've made the kind of progress you, you hope to make? No, just, and, and I would say that just because for one, I missed five games and then I don't feel like I've, you know, I feel like I played well, you know, I've, I haven't dropped the ball, um, you know, I just feel like I can do more. So I feel like I have a whole lot more that, you know, I can I can tap into. What is the – on the field, what is the biggest difference between college and the NFL? Usually when you're playing in college, you're usually playing against a dude that's maybe a couple years older. But in the NFL, you're playing with guys that's been here, ten, you know, 10 years, eight years, and it's like they've seen everything. So you have to – you just have to have a, a, a fine-tuned plan of what you're going to do. Have cornerbacks tried to trash talk you a lot? Have veteran guys tried to take you off your game with, you know, boasting and, and doing a lot of stuff to kind of get you yeah. off the game from with the words and, and, and actions? Uh, not at all. I mean, uh, when I went against Jalen Ramsey, you know, he told me, you know, just he's like, you know, have a good game. Uh, we're going to compete. Same thing with Patrick Peterson. You know, after the first snap, he was like, uh, you know, have a good day, 18. Like, you know keep working he was like and i just told him to keep making me better throughout the whole game and uh you know and 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 to be honest i mean i don't really hone in on all the trash talk you could probably say something i probably either look at you or just laugh (laughs) um do you miss having fans in the stands Jalen? yeah of course i mean that's that's the that's the that's the second thrill of everything you know just going out and you hearing especially you know coming to philly and not being able to experience you know what they say the crowd is like and what i've seen i mean yeah i do i wish we did have fans now, has your family been able to see you um, in the few games that, that fans were allowed in games throughout, you know, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, et cetera? And then will you have family in the stands this weekend? Uh, my family has been to see me, and, uh, yeah, I will. I will have uh, a ton of family in the stands this weekend. What is that going to be like for you? The same, like it's been my whole football career besides this year. You know, my family's been everywhere, so it's it's nothing new. Jalen, what about off the field? Like, what are you, I mean, in, in this pandemic world, when you leave NovaCare, can you kind of tell, like, for the fans who have no idea, you're obviously not going out to dinner and you're not hanging with people. So w- what do you do back? Do you, do you have an apartment near the complex? Do you just kind of just get back into your playbook and, and play video games and watch TV? Well, me, I'm I'm a real cool guy. I like to watch movies. I don't really play too many games. I play Madden every now and then. But, uh, you know, I go back and, 
just you know just just chill out like I'm a real cool dude I'm low key I don't really do too much and uh like you said just getting in my playbook just making sure I know and I do a lot of I watch a lot of highlights I watch a lot of like you know great cornerbacks great receivers like I I watch everybody just because I love football that much and that's pretty much what I love to do Jalen, you're you're getting toward the end of the first regular season of your career. Do you understand now when people say, hey, the first time you go through it, it goes by really fast? Has this season felt like it's a blur to you? I mean, that's what the, I just just playing football my whole life, that's how it that's how it usually goes. Like from being in a, being in a freshman in high school, then I was a senior, then being a freshman in college, and now I'm declaring for the NFL draft. Like that's that I pretty, I think that's pretty much at every level. And I mean, it has flown by, and then not to mention, I missed five games, so it ain't like I, you know, I played the whole season, but, you know, it just, it, it kind of flew by. Is your experience that the second time around, you take a big jump because you already know what to expect, maybe you know what you did in college or in high school? Uh, Absolutely. I think, I think I'll make a huge jump, you know, just off season and getting to prepare. Hopefully this COVID stuff passes over and then I get to go through OTAs and, you know, get to go through the whole thing. And uh, I feel like, I, you know, it, it's a lot, it's a lot of, it's a lot left, a whole lot left that I'm capable of. Jalen, last question. How exciting is it to, as you stand right now, kind of going through this with Jalen Hurts and, and having two rookies experience the the first time going through the NFL experience together? Has it, have you guys, and really not only that, but, you know, with Quez and with, with John as well, that, that kind of that bond that rookies have, has that been special for you? Yeah, we've been like that since we got here. And just, you know, because usually they keep the rookies together and, you know, you have rookie meetings and rookie lift and rookie practice before practice. So like, you know, it's, we've been like that and it's, and it's only going to get stronger. You know, the, the more we play together, the more we, you know, get that chemistry and, uh, you know, we will gel very well. Jalen Rager, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. Good luck against the Cowboys. Bring home a victory. Thank you for having me. Tired of searching for sports updates in different places? The Xfinity Sports Zone gives you the ultimate sports hub experience where you can find games, news, and highlights all in one place right on your TV. Follow the teams you love across your favorite sports. You can even use the voice remote to access stats and scores. With the Xfinity Sports Zone, everybody wins. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store for details. Restrictions apply. Requires Xfinity TV service with X1. And now let's talk about the Cowboys, a team that kind of was left for dead three wins a few weeks ago. Nobody talking about the Cowboys. A lot of injuries, of course. Offensive line, quarterback Dak Prescott. Defense, just terrible all year against the run. And then the Cowboys went out and beat the Bengals. And then last Sunday, they beat the 49ers. And all of a sudden, they too think they can win the NFC East. So this game on Sunday at AT&T Stadium, yeah, it means something. And I bring in my guest, Mickey Spagnola, DallasCowboys.com. We are, we've been to buddies for a long, long time. So it's interesting that this game means something. We expected that. It's just unexpected that the NFC East has been in such disarray in 2020. Mickey, things have changed quite a bit for the Cowboys these last couple of weeks. Now you're thinking of the NFC East title. What has changed in wins over Cincinnati and San Francisco? Well, part of me wants to say playing Cincinnati and San Francisco. Uh, but the other thing that has occurred to turn around dramatically is after they 
struggled all season turning the ball over and not getting any turnovers. They got three takeaways against Cincinnati and four takeaways against San Francisco without turning the ball over one time themselves. So they ended up a plus uh, a plus seven uh, in those two games. And I think the turnovers, uh, you know, good on the defense, but really helped out an offense that had been struggling uh, to move the football uh, behind a beat-up offensive line. So a couple short fields, and uh, the Cowboys capitalized, especially against San Francisco, turning those four takeaways uh, into – uh, 24 points uh, and the three takeaways in Cincinnati against Cincinnati turned into 17 points so that's 41 points scored off takeaways in two games so to me uh, that had a lot to do with being able to win back-to-back games for the first time since the middle of last year. Mickey it just sounds like stability and, and if in a season of instability for Dallas at the quarterback position on the offensive line on defense, that must be very welcome for the coaching staff that's been under fire all year. Yeah, especially the offensive line. You know, they've started the same five guys now. I think going into the Philadelphia game, it'll be the same five for three weeks in a row, and that hadn't happened uh, over the first 11 games of the season. It's been hopscotching, uh, guys changing positions, uh, going on injured reserve, coming off, uh, losing, uh, you know, your Pro Bowl uh, left tackle, uh, losing your Pro Bowl right guard. Uh, yeah, it's it, that offensive line. You know, and the other thing, Dave, uh, you know, it's one thing to lose those guys, but it's another thing uh, to have to, you know, back them up, play guys without hardly any experience whatsoever uh, at left tackle, at right tackle. It's an undrafted rookie uh playing right tackle you got a second year guy now uh, who didn't play all last year starting at right guard uh yeah and it's just been a mismatched deal uh so maybe a little bit uh that they've got the same guys and as you said a little continuity and a, a little bit more uh time uh, under center with with uh, Andy Dalton uh certainly has helped out uh with some of the uh, you know, his continuity with the wide receivers. They still struggle to run the football. Uh, but, you know, as as we know in this league, a win is a win, right? Oh, and, and this year we take him as we can get him. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the defense. <laughs> Leighton Le- Van Der Esch wa- leaves the locker room with a walking boot on, so we don't know about his status. Um, how has the rest of that defense changed in the last month since the Eagles saw them here at Lincoln Financial Field? Yeah, I think they're, they've, they've ended up playing, uh, more young guys. Uh, Neville Gallimore, their third round draft choice, uh, has, uh, really, uh, stepped up with more snaps that, uh, he's received. Uh, same thing with Antoine Woods. Now, the bad thing is both those guys, uh, left the game on Sunday with sprained ankles and we'll, uh, know a little bit more about them, uh, you know, as the week progresses. Uh, you mentioned Leighton Vanderish, and it seems, uh, I mean, Mike McCarthy uh, kind of mentioned it yesterday uh, in his conference call. You know, it, it, it may be a push to get him into the game. But what happened in this last game is they, I think for the first time, they had all four of their top four cornerbacks available to play. 
Uh, and that's that's been another kind of revolving door all season uh, long between Chittabay Ouzier, Anthony Brown, Trayvon Diggs, and Jordan Lewis. So they had them all on the field at the same time. Uh, I think the other change, and I can't remember if he had started, he was probably starting there, but he was very young. Donovan Wilson in his second year starting at safety. Uh, he's really given this uh, defense uh, some energy. And again, you know, with Alden Smith and Randy Gregory, these guys hadn't played much all, you know, before this season. And I don't, and, and they've kind of picked up the pace too. So as I say that, though, they continue to give up, you know, 150 or more yards rushing game. And, you know, to me, uh, that's problematic uh, going into the Eagles game, knowing uh, that Hurts likes to run the football. So that'll be. I think a significant key to this game on how well they're able to defend the run against the Eagles. Mickey on offense, uh, they've gotten a lot of teams, the Cowboys from CD lamb. Just talk about his progress. Um, how good is he? How good will he be? Is he, is he right now the go-to receiver in that offense? I don't know that he's the go-to receiver, but boy, uh, he has been phenomenal for a rookie. I mean, he's already set the Cowboys rookie record for most, uh, receptions in a single season, uh, and, and by a lot, by the way. Um, I, off the top of my head, he's got 50-some, and the record had been 46. Uh, so, uh, And the catches he makes, Dave, are, some of them are just spectacular, how he can contort his body, uh, the speed he has, and the ability to run with the ball uh, after the catch uh, has been remarkable. So, uh, yeah, he's... Uh, He's awfully good, and uh, as I like to remind these Cowboy fans that think it's a better thing to lose and get a better draft choice, a higher draft choice, uh, you never know who you might find with the 17th pick in the draft. Yeah, that's for sure. Mickey, the last time we played you guys, uh, it was Ben DiNucci, at quarterback, and you touched on Andy Dalton a bit. Uh, I remember the first couple of starts for Dalton before he got knocked out. I mean, it was just a jailbreak. Do you see him getting the ball out faster? Certainly continuity on the offensive line has helped. But what kind of quarterback can the Eagles expect to face on Sunday? Yeah, he has he has been getting it out faster. Uh, the protection has been a little bit better, uh, not good enough, uh, and, and they still struggle with that. Um, so if people watch the Cowboy games, you know, they have to come up with different ways uh, to get the ball on the perimeter. Uh, they've been pretty creative. Um, so that's helped out, and, and I think he's just kind of settled down in in uh, you know what he what he's doing out there, and uh, you know, and, and and getting used to throwing with the receivers. I mean, you know, he came into the Giants game and you know led them to the two scores to be able to uh, win that game, and, and he just didn't have much time under center. The Arizona game was, at, at, you know, I think was a disaster. They couldn't block. And then he gets knocked out in the Washington game, and then he misses another game uh, on the COVID list. And then the Cowboys went 12 days between games um, for COVID, uh, other teams' COVID problems. So, yeah, it was really hard for him uh, just to get in any rhythm. But I, I think it's been better. Uh, but, again, uh, the protection is still problematic. So, Mickey, we, we go at it again, and it, it actually means something. No, People would not have thought that to be the case uh, a few weeks ago, that the Eagles-Cowboys week 16 would potentially mean playoffs. I love it. 
Oh, it's it, it's great, and and you know, and you say a couple of weeks ago, I'm I'm guessing the league thought back when they made the schedule, oh, this is great, the Cowboys and Eagles in game 15, and and both teams having to play uh, division games in, in 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 the final game, and you know that might decide the division. Well, it's going to decide the division, it's just not going to decide it the way I think everybody thought uh, back in April and May when the when the schedule came out, but. Yeah, and I and I think the you know for all the struggles the NFC has had, you know there's been some pretty uh, top wins here over the last couple of weeks to show yeah you can play, uh, and maybe these teams aren't as bad as everybody thinks they are, and you know and now uh, depending I guess on what um, what the Giants do on Sunday, everybody's playing with a backup quarterback. And, and that's yeah. incredible. And, and we know that, Dave, for all the stuff, all the time we've covered the NFL. This is a quarterback league, and, and it's hard to win with your backups. You know, you you hope your backup is in there for a game, maybe two, but not a long stretch because that's why they're the backup. Uh, now I understand, you know, your situation when taking a look at Hurts, and uh, but the other teams, everybody got hurt, and so. Uh, yeah, it's 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 been a crazy season for the uh, division, uh, but I think if you look at it going forward with maybe the young quarterbacks that are here, um, you know, they may be on to something. We ended with optimism. Mickey Spagnuolo, DallasCowboys.com. Happy holidays to you and yours. Thank you very much for your time, and uh, let's look for a great game on Sunday. Same to you, Dave. Good to be with you. And that's our first look at the Dallas Cowboys. I want to thank you all for joining us here on the Eagles Insider Podcast. Thanks to Peter Kelly, Ray Doyle, and Trevor Hayes for their work putting it all together. Thanks to all of you for joining us each and every episode. If you have a chance to give us a little five-star review, we would love it. You can check it out. The link is right there in the details section of your library. Remember, we're back on Friday. Ray Dinger and I are talking about the history at length of the Eagles and the Cowboys A very fun conversation. Everyone, have yourselves a great Eagles day. Thanks for joining me. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro. And, of course, as we move into the Christmas holiday, for those who celebrate it, fly, Eagles, fly, and let's get a win here on Sunday against the Dallas Cowboys. Have a great Eagles day, everyone. D-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! Give the gift of Eagles Virtual Youth Clinics, now offering unique two-day football and cheer programs live on December 29th and 30th. Register today at PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash clinics.